You're listening to an Adventures in Middle-Earth actual play using Fantasy Grounds. You can find session summaries, items and characters on Obsidian Portal, where our campaign is called In the Shadow of the Mountains. You can cross-reference this episode as 2947 Third Age, Kinstrife and Grim Tidings Episode 1. You'll find links to that and our other forms of media for our sessions as well as an index of this episode in the description. This episode, We're Missing Stuart, and also features a fellowship phase which lasts about 45 minutes. I cut that down from an hour and a half so you'll notice some rough cuts where I move some of the more admin or rules clarification type talk. As a reminder, having rescued the poor hobbit Dindy by use of stealth, booze and food, the adventurers head back out of the tunnels in search of a well-deserved rest and somewhere to lay up for the winter. Um, this session, just reduce the volume on that a bit. This session is going to be mostly starting with a fellowship phase, which we can learn kind of as we go. It's the first real one we've, your characters have had. So um, I can move on to the story from where you are. You successfully stolen the keys and then released Dindy in the in the caverns. You managed to backtrack relatively relatively easily it's middle of the night uh, none of the goblins follow are following you no one's even really aware and they're already asleep now and drunk um what's happened and you successfully navigate your way out of the caverns and end up with uh, a little hike back you're exhausted and tired and cold and hungry and stuff but you end up with a walk back to the hilltop the Brelanders uh, and Iogar, I can't exactly pronounce his name very carefully, but they haven't been idle overnight. They've found the scattered ponies, repaired the axles on the carts they had and loaded up supplies, uh, dindies and theirs, that they were tra- travelling, any any that they could salvage, and clearly some were stolen by the orcs and goblins. Um, and you, re- you reunite just before dawn. You, you are really tired, but you decide it's worthwhile pushing on again. And the whole car- caravan carries on, and you, you guys rest in the back. And the going's fairly easy. You travel back down the road. You end up at, um, after a few days, uh, crossing the ford and heading back up north. And it's only when you get kind of parallel with Woodman Town that you decide to part company. And uh, one of the wagons, a small cart that Dindy's all of his gear on, is uh, heads north with you back up to the Easterly Inn. And Yuga, or... Iwagar and his comrades head off to Womantown with their goods. And you end up literally probably 10 days after leaving the hilltop in much better spirits back outside the east of the inn. Dodie is flabbergasted literally to see Dindy again. Um, and there's a huge feast thrown in your honour. And lots of handshaking. Uh, Dindy's pretty shaken from his old ordeal, but he, his spirits perk up a lot during that, that travel. And he seems like typical hobbit in the morning. He's like massive steaming pile of bacon and mushrooms and eggs and stuff he, he has after the after the first night's sleep in his bed for some time. And they're very, very, uh, very, very thankful for you. So they won't hear anything of you like paying for your rooms or anything. So you, you basically had a couple of days just to recuperate warm and warm yourselves, dry out from the travel. And you're feeling really good. You find out that Dindy um, and Dodie have had some discussions over the couple of days you're in the inn and they, some of his goods are obviously lost, so he's going to need to travel west again, probably next year sometime to buy some replacements of that. But you're very 
comfortable with the enjoyment of uh, bounteous feasts, which I'll just share you a, an image oh, of. Oh, bloody hell. Moment. Very, very Hobbit-like feasts you've just, just enjoyed. So, That's breakfast um, for Hobbits. It is. Uh, and <laughs> first they did, first they, breakfast, I should say. They do put on a decent spread. Um, so that is the end of the adventuring phase. You are now entering a fellowship phase. So this could last many months or into in, well into next year. Uh, and you have options for this. Um, if you refer to in the player's handbook, or aim that I shared with you, I think one ninety page one ninety eight. They'll give you some options on what you might want to do during the fellowship phase. Um, everything from rest and recuperation and regaining all of your uh, hit points and hit healing hit dice, those kind of things, healing corruption, recovering stuff, uh, training, gaining new traits, even those kind of things. So, what I suggest, we'll we'll kind of learn. Through this as we go for the next hour and it's not too catastrophic as Stuart's not, not able to join then um i can do that offline with him later uh but have a think about what you want to do do you want to stay together do you want to travel somewhere during that phase do you want to what do you want to do do you want to do it as a group or do you want to do it individually so over to you one thing that is burning in in my to-do list is we have this wolf's head axe that we know is semi-sacred to i think the people of somewhere or other in certain name of place here among the wood amongst the woodmen it's wo yeah the woodmen find it a, it's uh and i do think i do want to us well want that to be returned as soon as possible to them because it cultural items like that mean an awful lot to the people and to their morale um <clears throat> and, their, and their sort of sense of self and it feels right to return it to them they may almost also be interested in where we got it from which was that that chap in that sort of shack that we found in the storm um he may be connected to them as well so i think i would really like that to be ticked off and mm -hmm. to me it's a loose end sort of especially as a woodman you know getting that returned i think is the right thing to do and would be good for our reputation and our standing to show that we are honorable and considerate and upstanding members of the community yeah so definitely wolf, would like to do that fighter. okay that's the one yep so that's one thing on my list yeah fair enough i want to do that as well i'll come with you or won't i go with you okay that's clearly one thing you that's can do one thing um, definitely, yeah on the list where did you put that john sorry i've lost it just uh, uh, chat general chat in discord it's like halfway down the page it's text channel under chat there's a link to festival of five armies episode. okay yeah yeah, yeah yeah okay the hermit and the axe head that's the one yeah um okay nice where, where are we exactly I, I thought we were a long way from did we go west of the misty mountains i can't remember you went up to pretty much up to deep in the foothills of the misty mountains that's right. where you encountered all the goblins you actually then travel back with dindy all the way back to the east Easily, uh, can we put the inn on the map, John? Is that doable? Yeah, because uh, obviously they will be very positively disposed towards us now. Yeah, the Easterly Inn is on there. I'll just share the map with you again. Forest Gate, Rowan Hold, Easterly Inn. Fantastic. So we're at the Easterly Inn, which we're just above that purple arrow. Yep. So Woodman Town, you can see on the map, it's further south. Yes. You've got options of splitting up or staying together. I guess that 
So yeah, I mean, discuss it amongst yourselves. You, you've got the the books. I'm not going to force you to do anything or or anything like that. But there were probably I know, for example, I know Steve, you wanted for your character to start putting some work into improving his axe and that kind of stuff. I seem to remember. So yeah, definitely, because um, it's part of the level three. One of the things you start having like a signature weapon type thing. Yeah, signature weapon. Like it. That's the axe again. I'll just share that with you. And that wants to go back to Woodman Town, does it? Or, or basically, the Woodman live around. Um, yeah, there's, there's traitors. Woodman Town like, or, yeah, or Woodland Hall. Yeah, or Woodland Hall. Um, either of those places, there were Woodmen there, and they'll they'll direct you. I'd quite like to take it to the most um, impactful. So rather than sort of drop it off at the first Woodland Hamlet we come to, we make a nice little fuss and presentation of it of you know rather than yeah, you would, would give this to your boss it'd be much better to seek an audience yeah Wood, woodland hall is probably the probably the place um perfect which you might even be you might be able to open that as a sanctuary as well given given what the axe is sorry pretty neat think about what you what you want from a i guess a long-term point of view for your character and then you can get a better picture of what you want and where you're heading. Um, you, you all can level up to third level during the fellowship phase as well. Um, That's pretty neat. So I'll go through it, actually, and this may benefit listeners as well, Steve. Um, typical things you can do in a fellowship phase for people who haven't played Adventures in Middle-Earth. So first off is rest and recovery. In Middle-Earth campaign setting, it's much slower than typical 5e D&D. Uh, so all the player heroes can re normally recover all of their expended hit dice and all of their hit points, remove any exhaustion as you're basically resting up. You need to decide where you're doing that resting. Are you doing it together? Are you doing it separate somewhere else? And then there's some undertakings that you may want to do. Uh, so as Steve, you mentioned researching and start building an epic weapon. Um, others may have other things they want to do. Um, and I, so my, my view here, this will be a single undertaking fellowship phase it's not that long it'll maybe five six months so things you could do is like training gaining a new trait healing corruption meeting a patron potentially we've got corruption um we've got a few you, shadow points haven't we i guess you've got some shadow points uh, but not corruption so you wouldn't that wouldn't be relevant to you right now opening a sanctuary or receiving a title so I'll receiving a title <laughs> it, it improves your cultural attitudes of like for example if you do take this axe head back to the woodman you could use your time in the fellowship phase to get a title from the woodman uh, which basically would take you that five or six months but that would mean in future interactions with woodman you would have a more favorable uh, cultural attitude towards you um, which could be useful for you uh, but that would also mean you couldn't open a sanctuary so somebody else might want to open a sanctuary in woodman town for example or do some do some more training those kind of things so it's pretty much sort of choose one undertaking as it were yeah so it's one undertaking you will get um and they've given you the kind of list of typical mm -hmm. ones yeah, there. Yeah. i think steve's steve's pretty clear on his his weapon we need to work out what that would look like after all of the effort you put into that potentially sigmar might want to receive a title <laughs> Never, never took him as being a, a, a character no, valued titles. It's really him. <laughs> oh, it is. You uh, know it. 
Hathis might want to do something else as well. Hathis also has got that ability where he'll pick up some news. So there may be some new news or a couple of snippets of news he picks yeah. up in Woodman Town as well. Yeah, in which case I probably know what I want to do. So that's all right. Uh, I just need to look it up. From Sigma's point of view, we're a long way from Dale. He's online to get back there. Um, so he's, he's more than happy to stay with everybody else. He feels like setting up a sanctuary, seeing as there seems to be quite a few around already. Can't never have too many sanctuaries, though. Yeah, the sanctuaries are basically generally safe. So. Yeah. But you can actually get a long rest there, can't you? Yeah. So do we, do, we, do we jointly pick an undertaking that we all do, or do we pick one each? You pick one each. Okay. Um, so if you're all going to Woodman Town, which would make like, would make sense, it mm -hmm. needs to be kind of relevant to that. Monin's birthright is what his um, so he's what, focused on for this. So yeah, he'd like to go to sort of like a place with a good forge, which could be Woodman Town actually, and um, try and use his existing weapon and all the stuff he's seen. Maybe he's noticed something from the axe head that he's seen that he'll fashion his existing warhammer into a bit more of a better weapon which will eventually become the birthright weapon and i think also in his, his history character history one of the things was yes he, he assumed he was going to die at some point um probably in battle um and if that happened he wanted to be able to leave behind a, a you know a legacy weapon that would carry his name or whatever or he's carry uh, into history so he wouldn't be forgotten the axe of monin uh, the, yeah, yeah. the warhammer of monin yeah the hammer of monin like it the monin hammer <laughs> uh, that's nice. So, uh, Moni's got clear direction on what he's doing. Um, any idea from your guys' perspective? Hathus, it's quite simple. He has a Hound of Mirkwood, which is, as you know, is Huon. Uh, and yep. he says, I can teach him, I can train him to support additional skills as well as fighting combat at separate undertakings during later fellowship phases. So, I will train Huon in an activity. Probably to okay. help help me in combat um, on command, and going back to Woodman area to do that is probably good anyway because Radagast has perfected this endeavour of training um, hounds and turned it into an art form. It says so. Going back into sort of Woodman area where there are experts and people who can offer advice and support and all the rest of it um, is probably a good idea, especially for the first one. So. Hathis will train Huon to help him in combat. Okay, nice. I'm just making notes of this. And you can and you can train us not to say Wan. I don't, uh, <laughs> look, I can train Huon because he's semi-intelligent. You guys, I've got no. <laughs> he's got intelligence of three, therefore <laughs> there's an opportunity for him to improve. Show off. <laughs> okay, birthright weapon training Huan. And Sigmar, well, what takes you I, fancy? I need to choose uh, an archetype, which is either agent or burglar, which is basically spy or thief. So I think I'm probably right. going to go agent, so I think I might go for the um, meet the patron. Um, okay. if, if, if there is anybody uh, worthy around. Just figures as worthy of being called patrons are often major characters in Middle Earth. Just see close by. So the most obvious one would be when you go, uh, when you headed past the Carrick and Bjorn's house. Mm -hmm. So essentially coming back past Easterly Inn, um, spending a week or two with the Bjornings. You could also find out whether he's got a note to give back to, uh, to Bard in Dale or 
has already sent something or something like that. So he would be the most logical local patron, I think. Yeah, I think they, they, they kind of become your Gandalf, you know, sort of giving you stuff to do. Giving you guidance yes, and things, I, yeah. I should, I should. You're an agent of them, are you? We're not an agent of... I mean, an agent is one of my... Okay, so it's not... As, as, as in a class, but meet patron is a thing that's not linked to... Gotcha. Class, so. Okay. Let me. Um, so why don't you, why don't you guys focus on leveling your characters? I will read about patent patent options and get back to you, Neil. Broadly leveling, what do you do? You click on something in the class and level section and the little magnifying glass. Is that it? And yeah. So the library. Make sure you click on that bottom right and then on, let me click catch on up. the. This be good. So library. Click on that. And then click create PC button well, yeah. on the library tab. Yeah, yeah. That that brings up basically your menu options on the right that are focused on character creation oh, and leveling. The easiest way to level is to drag the class that you want to level up in from, oh, no, scholar. from that list. So yeah, for you, for Hathas, it would be drag scholar across to your class level now. on your character sheet. Yeah, and um, so you class and level, and it will level up. So nice. you are now Scholar 3. Um, and it will then, any options you get from leveling up should pop up in a window when you do that. Um, and it would automatically generate your hit points and stuff. <laughs> the, the description for agent comes up with a description of Bill Fernie. <laughs> really? He <laughs> was nobody's friend, and nobody could recollect when he had joined their party that's uh, it's, it's perfect sigma description as well <laughs> right, let me read a little bit about wanting to choose a secret law love it so what, what we'll do before the end of the session is once, once you kind of work this out how does this change your character i guess personality wise went alter a lot but what have you picked up and how is it going to benefit the group when you meet up again, I guess? Well, do you want me to tell you that now or just think about it? <laughs> think about it at the moment while you're levelling up um, and we can <clears throat> have a bit of a, a round-the-table discussion on what's happened. Are we using average points, are we? Yeah. Within levelling up as a scholar, I choose a feature at third level, uh, which is called Secret Law, and I choose one of five th one of five things which and that one of those options will give you well each of them gives you proficiency in a skill and, and things like that so i've selected i'm now third level and that's with, right uh, and i've chosen my branch i'm a scholar not a healer but within scholar you then choose the thing called secret laws um and it says you okay so that's on your on abilities yep on your abilities to have got it it's okay so it says secret laws, yeah, so I need to resolve that to, okay, I've chosen this particular one over that particular one. Yeah. Ooh, dark knowledge that's gains the, you foreshadow. That's the one I'm going for. Ooh, high risk. <laughs> Not at all. Uh-oh, someone's rolling. Moaning's attacking. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's testing his battle axe. <laughs> uh, okay, so dark law... Dark knowledge. For Hathus. Yeah, dark knowledge, sorry. Dark intelligence is the law. So that will give you a proficiency with... In shadow law. Shadow law, yeah. I and four you will gain points. four shadow points. So you literally manually adjust those. Oh, okay. Just and hack, I would, hack them in. Yeah, and I, I would 
um, yeah, this isn't quite as integrated as so shadow law. I just tick on it and I now I've said I'm proficient in it. Yeah, I yeah, that's yep, you proficiency with it. And then, shadow more importantly, you've now got six, six. shadow points. I think six. You notice around the you notice around the fires of Woodman Town over the winter that uh, Brother Hatz's eyes are strangely <laughs> red. <laughs> He's always got some unidentified meat bubbling in the stew pot. <laughs> some small children have gone missing around the town. Do I need to put that um, into the my features or abilities? The fact is, it actually, is I've got proficiency in dark knowledge. Yeah, I would. Um... Again, so yeah, just edit, edit it. You can edit that by unchecking the um, the lock symbol. So it's, it's a locked thing at the moment, locked feature. But if you uncheck it and just put gained when you reach the level or something mm -hmm. underneath it, you know what happened and when. He doesn't, as long as you've captured it somewhere. Uh, Neil, also coming back to Sigma, optionally, you can, if you want to pick up, you went to Woodland Hall, didn't you? Mm -hmm. Is that right? Yeah, you were not Woodman Town, you were at Woodland Hall. So the head of Woodland Hall is Ingama Axebreaker. So um, if you have a preference, and you wouldn't need then to separate the group while you're in your um, fellowship phase, you can pick him. I'll we'll give you some information on who Ingama is. So this is Ingama Axebreaker. Ooh! I mean, um... the, I'll give you a bit of information about him uh, uh, for Sigmar. You can make a decision then. So the women of the forest have no king. Each house has a council of elders and important decisions are voted on by everyone who meets beneath the roof of the great house. In time of need, the women follow the traditions of their ancestors and elect a war leader. But he who is chosen remains in charge only for the duration of the threat. He's no chieftain or lord. So it's very egalitarian, the structure of the women. Um... Ingama Axebreaker of Woodland Hall, then, is no more important than any other old one of the any other old men who sit on the dais near the council fire. His words are given no more weight. His wisdom is not counted as any greater than the rest. But everyone east of the Great River knows that Ingama rules the hall. So it's 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 it's, it's, it's basically not explicit. It's just implicit that he is the guy who makes final decisions and stuff. So he's an old warrior in his 60th summer now, but he's still canny and brave. Few among the women are as respected as he is, and none have as much support among all four houses of his people. Oh, sorry, of the woodland people. If the woman of the forest ever chose a king, then they would likely name Ingama Axebreaker. Uh, he fears that day, for Ingama knows that one king leads to another, and that the women are too widely scattered for another lesser king to rule them all without resorting to violence. So Ingama may have the respect and wisdom to bring Mountain Hall, which is west of right, the west of the. Um, uh, Great River Valley, basically, in line with the Woodman, together with Roscobel, but he doubts the heirs would ever do the same. So that that's Ingama. Uh, it would be very relevant to you, uh, and especially if you're spending time with Woodman up and down the, the River Valley over the coming yeah, years. Happy with that. Okay, that's cool. So yeah, just make a note that, uh, and you, you, he's got a, he's fairly, I wouldn't say humorless, but very serious. He very considered doesn't do a lot of talking but you spend a lot of the winter in his company and gain some mutual respect uh and he begins to open up about some of his stories he was very very swayed by the axe head you handed over and the the axe is being refashioned into a proper weapon not necessarily 
to be used, but to be displayed centrally in wooden, wooden, Perfect. Uh, wooden hall. So, uh, great job, guys. The... So is he of, sorry, is he of Woodland Hall? He is of Woodland Hall, yeah. I'll uh, add that to, if he's not in the locations, I'll make sure you can see him as well. No, I just... Yeah, so give your Warhammer a name then now. Um, if you want, you can kind of put some put some history into it from, I don't know, where did it come from, all that kind of stuff. It'd be nice to create a, a memorable weapon over time. Well, Mona made it. So he's, he's going to keep working at it as as his adventuring career um, continues. So eventually it will become like a, you know, where did it come from? Well, a, a, a smith called Mona made it once. But at the moment it should reflect that it's just a little third level weapon with a plus one, so it's not particularly great. Right, so you should now, Neil, be able to see Ingemar Axebreaker as an NPC in the Woodland Hall. When you click on the Woodland Hall link. Um, or... Would you sell uh, in the language of the Vales of Anduin? Uh, oh, yeah. I will share the. There you go. I'll share that. That's what Woodland Hall looks like. <clears throat> where you spend where you spend your winter. Nice. Um, it is literally a big hall on the top of the hill. I quite like these. Quite a quite a cool stylist stylistic uh, artist. I like I like the artist. Okay, I like the fact you've got the patron that'll make things a little easier in the future <laughs> so while Hathus is wintering in in the halls um, and doing his dark research I'm trying to teach uh, him a dog I'm training my dog there's no, no dark research going on here but, but, part, 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 partly dark research <laughs> uh, yeah, you, keep, you keep seeing him go out training yeah, a dog with the dog <laughs> You see, you see the dog like strangely like sitting down, sitting down, bored, <laughs> glowing eyes. And... So, so you learn a couple of a couple of interesting points while you're resting up here. First off, that you're you're vaguely aware that elves are migrating west, but it seems from two or three sources that that's happening in increasing numbers now. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and the other thing you discover is, oh dear, what a pity. Oh. oh, this is from Trappers. This is really concerning. Not all great dragons are dead. Rumours from daring trappers indicate that many still lurk in the barren lands of the Withered Heath. Many, many still, still lurk, yes. In the barren lands of the Withered Heath. <laughs> dragons like treasure. They like chomping on people too. So does Hathus now. Now he's now he's gone to the dark side. This, yeah. this is all. This is. I shouldn't have revealed what I was up to. Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whenever Hathus is sitting, we hear him going. Moaning, I am your father. <laughs> That's a pride. So you, yeah, you didn't you didn't spend a fellowship phasing the, uh, and you didn't open Woodland Hall or. Or the East Leon as a potential sanctuary, did you? Didn't have enough undertaking slots really for that, did we? So what would be the point of that? Is it not a sanctuary already? No. No, it has to Sanct be. Sanctuaries are... So basically you... So a sanctuary becomes um, basically a, a very safe place for you. So um, you can basically have almost like zero risk of anything untoward occurring to you in a sanctuary. Um, if you don't do that, 
because you, and you you basically spend your time helping to reinforce it, strengthening the defences or whatever it may be to to improve that security. If you don't do that, it, I don't know, it could be overrun by orcs at some point, and then it won't even exist if you go back. That kind of thing. That's, I think that's a theory. Did anyone um, have have put wolf biter on their character sheet? Just delete that if you can. If whoever's carrying that, or I'm not sure if it's in the party inventory. Yeah, wolf biter is in the party sheet, so I'll remove that from there now. I'm pleased we've done that though. You have a gem a gem studded neck talk that has some real value. Um which is fortunate because relatively costly. But presumably people around here have no coin to give for it. Now Woodland um Hall is relatively it's a trading centre, so yeah, you could easily sell it there. You wouldn't necessarily sell it for all of that, but you could make some money. Should we sell it? Can't see why not. Mm. Okay, so whoever wants to try and sell it, what skill would be most relevant? You can try and persuade people to give you a good price. or So something like persuasion or riddle would be a skill you might want to use to get the best price for a talk like that. If you're right, this doing See this 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 you opens could, a problem. You'd pick up shadow, you'd pick up shadow points for trying to deceive people in Middle Earth. Because with this um, birthright weapon, as long as I hold it, I'm on advantage for any um, persuasion or uh, in, in, intimidation. <laughs> you want to buy this, don't you? Uh, yes. Yeah. So I, I just oh that doesn't sit right. So I'm not going to bother doing that. But that'd be quite interesting. Yeah, like slapping it in your in your in your palm of your hand. Congratulations, you've bought it. <laughs> oh, That's quite way, funny. Well, Hathis will happily try, can try and sell it with his newly gained riddle skill. I'm not quite sure how riddle works. Let's just search riddle. Yeah, an accepted custom among many creatures speaking of riddles is usually allowed among strangers meeting for the first time who want to speak guardedly. Use intelligence riddle checks to discuss a subject while concealing part of what you know, such as when explaining something. About yeah, that's not. It's probably persuasion, actually. In hindsight, the skill would be most useful. Damn. In which case, my persuasion's not great. I'm not the most persuasive person on the planet. Is anyone particularly persuasive? Not especially. Uh, only if I've got a hammer plus one. I've got good intimidate. <laughs> <laughs> Again, no okay, use. guys, I will award you experience for returning wolf biter. Yeah, I've got a plus one Ooh. persuasion. I'm better than that. <laughs> Woeful. <laughs> but you do get advantage on the roll if you're using your hammer. Um, I'll actually say no, because you, you, your hammer, basically you create the refined version at the end of the fellowship phase, not at the mm. start. Yeah, so and I, I wouldn't do it either. Maybe. I think I'd be a bit mean, just be sort of like... Somehow getting advantage by wielding a weapon. You, yeah, you got a hammer over your shoulder, really, to like crack people over the head with it. All right. So if uh, what I'm going to say, uh, par roll will be ten. If so, this this is a skill challenge. Basically, a par roll will be ten. Any point over ten you get, you can upwardly adjust the sell price by. A percentage let me see what that could be so maximum say 25 
15 so yeah by two percent so if you get 25 you'll increase the sale price from 50 to 80 percent of of value um for every roll below 10 you will reduce it by two percent from 50 percent that makes sense it's probably going to make a massive difference, isn't it? Unless we are incredibly good at Unless you get like a one, or if you're on a 20 and you get plus five, then yeah, well, you get 80% of the value for it. So, Anyone any good at persuasion? Hathis is okay at it. No. Sigma, are you persuasive? Well, no. Oh, no. <laughs> In which case, Hathis will give it a go, John. <laughs> if. If you want, someone can help with a skill check. Um, if they succeed DC 15 in persuasion, then you can do it at advantage. Oh, okay. yes. But it's, only, it's, a one -off it's a one-off roll. It doesn't Indeed. actually impact it if they fail. So Moni, do you want you? to come and talk at length about the how, how amazing these gems are from a dwarfish perspective who knows about gems and jewellery? I could do that. Brilliant. Let's go. Wish us luck, Sigma. Okay, let's have a. You can do this in the open. Let's have a skill. Thank you very much. From Monin first for persuasion. Woohoo! Yay! You get. So I get this advantage. 19 plus 120. You should let Monin just do that. I don't think you're going to get a 20. You never know. 19 plus 22. Oh! Holy mackerel, that is impressive. Yeah, so that is plus 24, 74%. Right, so you've, you sell that uh, uh, for 74 silver. Yeah. After, yeah. it's literally weeks of um, hawking it around Woodland Hall, all of the personalities there. You finally, fortunately, discover a couple of wealthy merchants who are staying there who basically... One of them's you learn on the grapevine has forgotten to buy his wife's birthday present. <laughs> An anniversary present. It's tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> and the other one has a, does a lot of gem trading with, with dwarves and he thinks he can actually enhance the value of this. So you get into a bit of a bidding war and you end up selling at a really good a really good price. Um, if you want, I can distribute the all of the silver that you have acquired. You've actually got a lot now. It's 150-odd silver pieces between you. Yes, you. please. Um, yes, yes, yes. There you go. All gained at 38 silver, which is the most money you've had in your pocket for a long time. So, can, is there any... I know shopping is tedious beyond tedious in downtime, but is there anywhere where we can actually purchase supplies, especially arms and armour type supplies? Possibly. Yeah. Um... Sorry, just if you've given us the silver already, you would want to add it to my character sheet. No, it, it should have all been distributed. Okay, Let me just check you've got silver on your... I don't know what I had before. I've never yeah, I've, I've got 51 now, but I don't know what... I've just gained 30. Yeah, that's, so, that has been. Um, so, yeah, so on your inventory, the party coins, you can see who, ha who has what. I'm not sure if you can, or that's just a GM view, actually. But... So on the inventory tab, can you see party coins and party inventory? Uh, on in my character sheet inventory tab. in the party track. No, in the party sheet party sheet under inventory i can see party coins 21 sigma okay copper 250 yeah, yeah. 70 51 72 everyone's got more than me swine that's fine 
Well, I'm not 21. You bought some, some stuff. So, yeah, no, you can... Six, um, sigma. We've got 21 in total, distributed by the square brackets on the right. Right, okay. Yeah. We're it. Oh, yeah. This is retire. Armor, light armor. What is light armor? Siege weapons. Oh. Siege weapons? <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's unexpected. Turn of events. You think I've turned to the dark side? <laughs> I'd like to purchase a lantern if possible. <sighs> Steady on, lad. Yep. Let me just see. I may have set yeah, up a shot. Going a bit far. Extreme. Bit fancy for us. <laughs> <laughs> so what I can do, and I haven't set it up yet, is actually set up individual shops and give them inventory, and then you can just literally drag, drag drag stuff to your inventory, it reduces the shop inventory and increases yours and it takes the cash off. However, I haven't yeah. done that yet. That's not... oh, we can start we can start trading. It turns into elite then, John. It, it will. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's really simple for you. It's Arbitrage, really complicated yeah. for me to do that, so I'm not going to bother. But yes, you can, the short answer, yes, you can buy a lantern and it's just aimless price. So, in terms of armour, light armour, oh, okay. Not an awful lot of options. Leather corslet. Cost 45 silver, but it gains me a hit point. An X Ooh. So, presumably, Hathus needs to invest in a short bow just for practical reasons, really. So, your training of Huan, yes, Hathus, what does that practically mean in, in a combat situation? He can, the chosen action is help, so he can help me in combat without um, an awful lot of, or any, in fact, any. Um, encouragement from me. Okay. And the um, help action is gives you advantage. That's extremely useful. Yes. And it says in the description of the Hound of Mirkwood, it says that when I get the Hound, uh, when you first choose this virtue, your Hound learns to assist you with one skill as described in support below. So it's not fighting, it's support. And in support, it says you can train your Hound to assist you in one activity. A dog can be trained to support you when making any one of the following ability checks, charisma, intimidation, intelligence, investigation, or wisdom, perception. So I think he would have gone for wisdom, perception when he got the dog. Right. Um, and then now in this uh, fellowship phase, he's taught him to do help without requiring a command from me. So he just spontaneously will help me as and when. Okay, I will. I can set up actions for that. Yeah your hound actions so things like it will automatically then give you advantage on a perception roll let me do that now i bought arrows as well that's okay and a yep, quiver that's fine it, it, basically anything under say like a, a gold piece that probably have available if you if you've got any concerns just let me know if you think yeah, actually they may not have that it's not it's not like the dwarves are not well that wealthy here so yeah hathis wants to buy a short bow and some arrows Yes, you definitely better have to buy a short bow. Um, they're good. Good bow bowmen here. Bought a dagger as well. Bought an elephant. You've bought an elephant? <laughs> I'm joking. An <laughs> elephant. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you'll find those easily accessible. Uh, not not where you are. Um, and your second ability for Hound of Mirkwood was. So the first one, yeah, was when I got him, he had the ability to help me with wisdom perception. The second one was help in combat. This is the combat okay. action of help, and that's an action act. There's a that's a slayer needs any help in combat. <laughs> what are you trying to say? 
really effective killer. Absolutely. And that grants advantage to attack. Is that correct? Is that what it does? You can aid a friendly creature in attacking a creature within five feet of you. You faint, distract the target, or in some other way team up to make your ally's attack more effective. If your ally attacks the target before your next turn, the first attack is made with advantage. So he will, yeah, in combat he can choose to distract um, to give me advantage in the combat. So I've set these up basically yep. on, on the next action it will give you mm-hmm. advantage on attack uh, on next roll actually. Upgrading my dog and his hit points are a multiple of my level. So every time I go up a level the dog gets beefier. Did I set up Juan as an NPC? I don't think so. But I could do that and then share him with you so you can control him. Fantastic. Okay, I think he's good. Call a mundo. <clears throat> Battle dog is booted up. I can put him on the combat tracker in for future reference, as he, he may make it come into his own a little bit more now. Yeah, too many of this Huan just running away and pooing himself. I think you have given him a very bad press up till now. He's ah, oh, it's Huan ten and Huan six now. I, he was already on. The... <laughs> <laughs> I've got a uh, army oh. of dogs. Oh, we'll remove, <laughs> remove one of them. There you go. You should be able to control him. Uh, well, basically, I become proficient in the forgery kit and the uh, disguise kit. Drag the D&D SRD kits to your character sheet, Neil. I'm assuming you're buying them. And just, actually, I can, I can do these for you. So, uh, And I will... Tell you how much I don't, I don't, they I don't cost. necessarily want to buy them both because I don't think I can afford both of those and new armor. So. Okay, so the forgery kit will cost fifteen silver, not fifteen gold. If you so, do you want that or? Uh, well, the armor costs forty-five, and I've got seventy, so I think. Uh, yeah, so if I get armor and a forgery kit and somewhere. Okay, I'll, there's a forgery kit. Um, to cross off, I'll just edit it to be silver pieces. So my old armor, I take it. I that. You can sell it. Um, all everything would have some sort of value here, or but like trade it partly towards the cost of the uh, new armor. So I say you can get fifty percent for for selling that. Right, I'm done. Let's get going. <laughs> Let's rock. So is Sathus now evil? Not technically evil, because I don't think <laughs> we actually have alignments as such. But he, let's just say he speaks the black speech of Mordor now. <laughs> He's got more shadow points than he knows what to do with. Yeah, so none of you are catastrophically shadowed right now. but uh, Just yet. <laughs> it, it, it does, unfortunately, mean I'm going to need to write, read up the rules on that um, <laughs> at some point. So, and Sigmar is no longer exhausted. We need to find out how to get rid of shadow points at some point as well. You will indeed. <laughs> when it comes pressing. You were too busy, like, Gaining schmoozing, them schmoozing uh, Ingema and uh, <laughs> reading reading the black speech texts in uh, Roscobel and stuff that you gathered or up or whatever. So, yeah, yeah, you didn't get a chance to do that. Um, it would probably make most sense, actually, for you to go to Roscobel, which is pretty close by mm-hmm. Hathos, to do yes. that, so you wouldn't have wintered with the rest. You, stay, especially you, I've got my own. you've already got a, uh, you've already got like a, got a desk there. That you to study. I've got my intray. To, I've got to work through my intray. 
Right. Um, let me let me work out what the weather's like. <laughs> Important stuff. Can the pony pull a cart? A pony pull a cart. Yeah, a small one. It'd be like a two-wheel cart. A bit like a cart that certain Gandalf the Grey had at the beginning of Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I mean, so where we've been so far, would a cart slowed us down or stopped us at any point? Yeah, off off roads. So it's probably not worth. You couldn't have gone off any anywhere off road with a cart. No, you could get. You could try and acquire another pony so you could take more weight. No, nah, I think we'll save the one. Well, we can buy more. But it was last time it was a nightmare trying to find one. Okay, so I've bought an extra quiver, some more arrows, um, a sack, um, the lantern, a, a shovel, a pick, dagger. He's <laughs> just rattles now as he walks. He's <laughs> just tooling up. It's just a pouch, five. Uh, sorry, four pieces of chalk, a, a mirror. Oh, it's got the full adventuring kit. Share what about an hourglass? I didn't see that. Pythons. That was good. Rope. Rope is always one of our weaknesses. Got 50 foot of that. Yeah, I've got 50 foot rope. I'm definitely going to make sure I've topped up my pipe of smoking supplies. So presumably that is weed and <laughs> tobacco and stuff. <laughs> definitely got the So sunrise... Side. So it's the first of Astron, twenty nine forty seven third age today, and it's eleven a.m. That's exactly that's basically the end of your fellowship phase. Um, cool. You you returned from Roscobel uh, a few days ago. Hathus reunited with the crew. Very pleased to see them all there. Exchanged all the stories about about things you'd learnt. Uh, particular interest to you is the stuff about giants and oh, sorry not giants stuff about um dragons, dragons not being dead yeah mm. add, add that to you, the stuff you've learned okay guys so are you pretty much set with all of your updates yep. and up, upgrades and stuff like that i think so you've you've, you've reinstalled the firmware exactly got a new new bios i'm okay. gonna hide behind um, my own in wherever possible <laughs> so what, Dog now. what you decide what you decide to do um, is uh, without really knowing what else to do you decide to head back to Eastley and because you did remember that Dodie mentioned Dindy needed to will need this year to go back to get more supplies and just sort of check how they're doing you travel basically because it's it's easier to navigate that way west from Woodland Hall Mm-hmm. To get back, to get to the Great River, and then just head straight north, pretty much up to the Great River. Um, and after a couple of days, you pass the old Ford, and you're getting close to uh, to Bjorn's house. And overhead, Sigmar spots uh, probably about a mile upstream some carrion crows just circling and kind of fluff, flapping down occasionally, and and then flying back up again. Um, which is an ill omen, really. Uh, they they tend to only circle around a dead sheep or something, but you, you feel this is an ominous sign. Mm-hmm. And as you uh, are alongside some some fairly tall rushes and the river opens up a little bit beyond those, you see a boat looking like this, which is covered, surrounded by flies. It's got a lot of uh, so the birds were coming down here mm. and kind of fluttering around these obvious corpses. And this boat, it looks like it's basically just 
washed up in some reeds on in a little eddy and tributary alongside the great river um and it's shocking it's, there's black feathered arrows sticking out of both quarters so black shafts of arrows um you can see uh, just above the frame of the boat just like that as you're coming up do we know what black feathered arrows normally mean yeah you're not close enough really to to tell you could Get up there and take a yeah. Let's go and a closer look. Presumably they were killed, floated downstream, and therefore it's not immediately dangerous. But we'll be a little cautious and let's go and investigate. I guess that's good. Yeah. Okay. So, how are you looking? Uh, what are you? What are you investigating? Or how are you investigating? Okay, sorry. You get you get up to the boat. That you're you're like you pull it onto the shore so you can yes. take a look at it more carefully. Um, it's simple. It's it's a simple wooden boat as is kind of shown there, and it looks like yeah. I mean, give it's it's hard to, to tell if if someone wants to check the boat out carefully and do a, a really good search. Happy for you to do that. Yep, I'm happy. For that. Before that, I want to check around. Is there any pointing those of us okay give me a perception check in the tower sigma uh, it looks like these corpses have been here for some time they're they're not very fresh i just know like blood welling or anything like that no and you you don't see uh anyone around you're a fair a fair way away from civilization right now moaning i want to get closer to try and inspect the arrow wounds <clears throat> okay, so um, whoever's searching the boat, um... Hathis is happy to search the boat. Um, okay, so does he think it's Hathis, Give he's... me an intelligence. Give me a riddle check because there are some supplies in there. Okay, no problem at all. In the open or in the tower, John? In the, so all of this in the tower. Yeah, don't know they succeeded or not. Yeah, you you discover that there aren't many supplies left in the boat, which suggests no that they were quite quite close to a de destination near to where they were heading for, low on supplies. Yep. Didn't quite make it, poor souls. They look like the awnings from their weapons Ooh. and clothing. Um, I'll do a check for, because Amalfrida is with you and she is a Bjorning. Um, school check for her. Yeah, so Amalfrida recognises and she thinks from their weapons and clothing they were warriors of probably pretty good standing amongst the uh, Bjornings. And they both have silver cloak pins in the shape of a bear's head. And she recognizes that these badges as um, basically they're given to trusted men trusted by Bjorn. Almost like a, a thane or a warden of, of in Bjorn's territory. Are we downstream or upstream? Is the river heading north? It's heading that? south, and so you are downstream of, of Bjorn's Hall right now. So Bjorn's house from there is it's pretty up. much up there. Yeah, so you're you're near the river, probably where, where the tip of that arrow is at the bottom. Okay. And is that the only place we'll find Bjornings is in and around um, Bjorn's house, or are they villages and communities up and down the river? Up and down the river, but his... 
he's predominantly focused on the east and west middle vales, maybe going into a bit of the east Anduin vales, west Anduin vales, but that's where his dominion tends to be, kind of it's focused just, around the yeah, old fort, fort area if, and stuff. If we're thinking they are nearly down on a supply, so they are close to where they were heading for, obviously they could have been carried downstream for a long distance, um, so that may not help us, but you know, I'm just trying to think where they may have been going or from. So I guess the default would be to report this in some way, somehow, to to the Bjornings. The question then is what, in Bjorning tradition, what what should you and shouldn't you do with bodies of dead warriors? Should we... Yeah, so that, that would be, uh, to know what to do with that, that would be a tradition check. I mean, fundamentally, getting them back to Bjorn. They are mm -hmm. his thanes who would need to yes. know that would, would be what what you'd probably suggest you so, so one of you i think uh, Monin, you asked about the arrows yeah i want to identify i want to check the arrows were. and the arrow wounds i'm a little bit suspicious i want to make sure there's actual blood stains around the arrow wounds so um <clears throat> the way to really determine what they are would require a shadow law check which you're probably not proficient in. it doesn't mean you can't identify that so it's an intelligent shadow law to f see if you can work out what the arrows were no, you just don't have it. You kind of, um, they're not, they're, they're pretty sturdy, solid shafts, black wood. Fletching, fletchings aren't great, but you just don't know. You don't know enough really about that. Can have uh, anyone else have a look? With yeah, sure. glowing eyes and his, his subconscious <laughs> shadow lot. Oh, I've just been reading about um, Jane's All the World's um, Shadow Warriors. Yeah, so you determine that the the feathers used are raven feathers. It's clear no one no one in they're easy to come by. Um, basically, orcs eat ravens, which is why mm. that they use the feathers. They're not great for, for arrow shafts, which is why woodmen don't use them. So it's highly likely that these are orc arrows. Orcs, probably orcs. Orcs abroad. And is in there the East Anduin Vales? Is the discoloration about the entry wounds on their bodies? Uh, great, great question. Um, give me an investigation check to see if you can... I'm going to ask Hathis to help me as well. Yes, I'm more than happy to or, help you with that. Or Would I'll help like Hathis. Medici medicinal assistance or investigation assistance? <laughs> yeah, yeah so... Um, you No, you think these were just... These were not poison. There's no um, untoward markings from these. These were just normal, but like heavy arrows thud 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 sitting ducks not good and do these seem to be the only wounds on them yeah these arrow wounds do seem to be that um Amalfrina says she's because you you basically turn the corpses over and you've kind of laid them out a bit more formally close their eyes and that kind of stuff and Amalfrina says you know what I reckon that old one there is Merovech Merovech the Mighty, my, my father and I once went to meet him. I can't quite do it as good, good an accent as It's still good, though. Um, um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much. So, uh, oops, it's not Ingemar. Ingemar Axebreaker. Well, it, it finds the last NPC I opened. Okay. Uh, that's how you spell it. It's Merovech the Mighty. Uh, he was 
he was one of the very early warriors to pledge allegiance to Bjorn. Um, and he's he's really one of his most trusted allies. His duties was to travel from village to village. And he, he was basically like a judge. He used to hear cases and disputes in these villages and try and resolve them. It's a very uh, and then, and in, in case of serious crimes, it was his, his duty to bring in Bjorn and bring, or maybe even bring the accused to Bjorn. Which is possibly what we've got here, but we don't know. Well, the other guy but... had a clasp, so maybe he's... Oh, no, he's trusted. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unlikely. Either way, it sounds like we have to return the bodies. So do we take, do we think we take these two, the nearest... Bjorning community, or do we take them to Bjorn himself because Merovetch is such high standing? I think we take him ourselves. Also gives another choice, chance to, to speak to Bjorn if we can, or try and speak to Bjorn, because we <laughs> spoke to the lackey last time. <laughs> uh, Sigma, you, you wanted to search the boat, was that right? Uh, oh, well, I can do it now. I didn't actually say I would, but yeah. Okay, so I mean, you find several lengths of rope cut rope jaggedly jaggedly cut with a blade by the looks of things in the uh in the boat several lengths no no one longer than about two feet it's got a lot of sort of bindings hmm yeah give me a intelligence riddle check sigma see if you can work out what what Riddles. you think that could have been it's tying up a prisoner and the prisoners escaped yeah so you deduce that someone was tied up and they escaped by cutting their bonds and probably jumping into the into the river. Explosion. You also notice, Sigmar, that um, there's only one sword in the uh, in the sheath in the the awning who was not a uh, not Merovech. Uh, Amalfrida doesn't know what he is, but Merovech's sword looks like it's missing. It's not in the scabbard. Hmm. So do we think the person was aided by the orcs, just took advantage of uh, the orcs' attack? Could be either, couldn't it? It could be, yeah, they could be freeing someone who's on working for the same goals as them, or it could have been opportunistic. Probably freeing, I would guess. So so how, how long dead do you reckon these are? Days, not, not weeks, probably. Uh, does the boat seem fairly moored here or was it just lightly touching against the the surface and could be washed downstream further i.e do we think the boat's landed here and someone's run off or it's just it's no it looks like it's been pulled up so either they did it and they were sitting in the boat maybe eating or something don't really know or someone pulled the boat up onto the bank um, but it's, it, it wouldn't have washed that high up onto a bank just by okay. drifting down so can we look for footprints Oh, we may have obscured all this, but can we start looking for footprints or tracks from the boat out and off? Yeah, give me an investigation uh, check in the tower. As you're basically looking looking around the boat um, on the, and I'm assuming you're not crossing the an, the Anduin. <laughs> you're you're staying on the east bank. Yep. So um, is that picture accurate? As in, from that picture, they were shot from the other side of the river. Great question. It looks, yes, that does look accurate. So you're only on the east bank right now, not the west bank. Um, you don't find any tracks. Okay. Um, and you, you are very confident. I mean, and Huan went around with you 
uh, sniffed around and neither of you discovered anything there. So you're pretty confident there isn't any tracks at all on the East Bank. And does the river look particularly swimmable? Looks swimmable it looks, to me. It looks rowable in a wooden boat. <laughs> mm. No, it doesn't. Uh, you, you, you wouldn't necessarily want to swim across it. It's a big river. Mm. What does this story look like to us? It looks like they had a captive in the boat. Orcs shot these two, didn't shoot the captive. Mm -hmm. Captive took, pulled the boat up, took the sword, and legged it. But we can't find any tracks from here. Fairly sure there's no tracks. I'm pretty confident there's no tracks running away from this particular place. It doesn't mean they didn't swim across the river. If the orcs were on the other side and were rescuing them, they could have swum across to their liberators and gone with the orcs. It might have happened a couple of days ago, in which case the tracks would be. We can row across in the boat, but and see if there's anything on the other shore. Yeah, just check it out. See what's see if there's anything more revealing. Okay, I mean, yeah, it's it's fairly sl slow flowing. Um, you've got not got like risks of rapids or anything here, so you, I guess, no one's really. Oh, actually, yeah, we've we've got a highly skilled water expert in Sigma. <laughs> we after <laughs> after his Dale Olympics, so um, Sigma makes short work of getting across the uh, across the Antwin <laughs> in, in the boat rows. You all, you you reverentially lay out the. You don't take the corpse of the cross with you. Lay them out on the banks the other side. Um, that will be an unpleasant trip. <laughs> An unpleasant job, uh, and you row you row across. So you you have a look across the bank the other side, um, and after like five or ten minutes, you come across two orcs lying in the mud. They look they have short bows, um, which were kind of lying next to them, and it's incredible. But both orcs look like they've been impaled on the same spear. Uh, and you're assuming that was Merovech or, or his colleague, but it must have been an absolutely incredible throw. Assuming they were partway down river or something, or maybe rowing back up river, to impale him from a from a boat with a boat thoughts in one with one throw. <laughs> he must have been a mighty hero indeed. But yeah, you you just literally orc corpses, uh, so you can do something with those if you want. Yeah, I think what about arrows? Do they look similar? Uh, yes, so any arrows you can see around there look look a match for the ones in the corpses. And do we, does this spear look particularly special, or does it look like a normal spear? Does it look like Merovech's <laughs> legendary spear, or does it look like a normal spear? No, it just looks standard. Um, yeah, magical weapons are extremely rare. No, like not even that. Not even magic, but in much so inspired by Monin and his sort. Of his yeah, I mean it's it's well made spear. Uh, it's it's a bit bigger from than you would use as a as a woodman, but it's a beyonding sized thing, um, so it's mm -hmm. a bit heavier. But it clearly had a huge power behind it when it skewered these orcs. Check them for insignia or like that. Give me a an investigation check in the tower. Uh, no, it doesn't look anything special like that. And can I check for footprints to see if there was a larger body of orcs, and if so, to get an idea. And also, if there's then, I don't know, any human footprints wading up from the other side of the river or anything like that. Not that I know it's human, but see if I can get a story from footprints, John. Um, okay, uh, so yeah, just give me some, give me another investigation check. Hard to tell. You, you can see where they definitely came down to the riverbank, and you. Sorry, it's a bit loud. Uh, and you would assume that they. 
were there for some time before bows were used, but that's all you can really tell. You can't mm. tell which direction they came in from. But they've got four arrows in them, if the, if the picture's accurate, and there's two shooters mm -hmm. that we can see. Yep. So there could have been there could have been three. All three hit. Merovetch killed two. The remaining one surviving orc killed Merovetch with the last arrow, and then left with the. Or there could have been six of them. Half the arrows missed, and four of them hit. Yeah, I don't think you can get clues from the number <laughs> of arrows. In them, but you, you would you would assume it was more than the two here um, mm -hmm. because they were they were killed. They may not have even hit anything. So it's possibly an orc warbear, but that's really good insight, guys. Okay, that's where we'll leave this one. Hmm. Interesting. I wonder what's happened to these guys. Clearly a bit more investigation is needed. Maybe take these bodies back. But we'll cover that next session. As usual, thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for subscribing, watching, all that kind of business. If you need any information, it's all in the description. But cheers. Catch you next time. Bye-bye.